on today's long overdue i didn't say that we talk about the latest in the impeachment hoax we talk about the media bias now just openly protecting pedophiles um not that they already haven't but now they're just openly protecting them uh we get into the sad state of affairs that is uh california and we wrap it up with a 2020 update and a a fond farewell to mr o'rourke so without further ado let's jump into it Welcome to I Didn't Say That on this Wednesday. It's November now. Yep, it's November. Last week we were off on assignment, shall we say. <laughs> on assignment. Um, and leading off the show, we have the latest in the impeachment story. And the latest in the impeachment story is we still don't care. <laughs> i'm sorry like that's it you know i so the what's the latest the democrats last week got called on their bluff and the republicans said hey you know if you're all for transparency and keeping this an open process why don't you open everything up and they go darn okay fine we will they held a vote which confirmed that democrats don't want donald trump that was the vote on thursday um yep. The media wanted to make a big deal about no Republicans voting for it and two Democrats um, voting against the um, impeachment process, but it didn't really matter. It, it didn't. It didn't matter who showed up and who didn't. Um, so that's what they did, and now they're slowly releasing transcripts of these I'm these fake interviews. I'm actually surprised that they Democrats had two defectors. Do you think they get added to the Clinton body count? <laughs> no, because sometimes you'd so, sometimes because before Pelosi holds a vote, holds a vote like this, she's got the whip count. So two guys go, "Hey, look, I'm not touching this one with my district." She goes, "Fine, you two can, you you do whatever. We don't we don't need you on this one, right?" But if she needed them, they would fall in line because Democrats fall in line. That's true. We don't fall in line. Democrats fall in line. So that's all that is. Um, it was a stupid vote. It was a pointless vote. The media made a big deal out of it. Um, I mean, that was the headline on Friday. Democrats don't like Donald Trump. Um, and now we're getting, you know, the slow, slow leakage of news uh, of these of these transcripts. Uh, we know the name of the whistleblower now, even though the media won't report it. A guy named Eric Charmella. 33-year-old pajama boy. Look him up online. Um uh prep school rich kid yale educated well you can't get educated at yale but he went to yale he went to yale to dumb himself down and um and uh worked for biden worked for obama um there's gonna be some tie he's got ties he's got ukrainian ties he's got ties to this ukrainian woman who is doing um opposition research for the democrats against trump and um remember this is the whistleblower who wasn't on the call he just heard something that could have happened and reported it but it turns out you know that he, 
you know, the people that he used to work with now work for Schiff, and Schiff knew about this ahead of time, and they formulated it. So it's all been just the bottom line is is that there was a Democrat operative who was who slipped through the cracks in the Trump White House and was allowed to make a complaint, a baseless complaint, and now the Democrats are using an avowed Democrat's word to try to get rid of the president of the United States. That's the impeachment case. The impeachment case against Donald Trump is we don't like you. Yep. And we have no good candidates. And so we have this no is good our candidates. only prayer. Yeah, right. I mean that's I mean that's really the bottom line and we'll get in we'll get into that. But we've been saying that for months. We've been we've been saying that before everyone. Yeah. We've been saying that before months and months and months before anyone else in the media said it. The only reason impeachment is going through is because the Democrats know they're going to get slaughtered next November. State by state polling this week came out and showed that Donald Trump throughout all of this is winning in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, in Florida, in Iowa. Everywhere he needs to win, Trump is there with around the clock, 24-7, fake news, negative bombardment of him because the Democrats are still talking about things like you know, reproductive justice for trans women. They're talking about, what is this Latin X thing? Latino, saying someone is Latino is sexist. Because it's Latina and Latino. So Latina is the females and Latino is the boys. So I guess we've been calling them all boys. Whatever. So anyways, that's where we are. Impeachment, it still doesn't matter. It's going to go to a House vote. They're going to vote to push it to the Senate. The Senate will vote to acquit. And that's where we are going to be six months from now. Right? The bigger news, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get the IG's report on the FISA abuse, which you would think to the party that was up in arms about the Patriot Act being implemented under George W. Bush that they would be concerned about the government spying on a United States citizen who is part of a campaign of the opposition party as the Obama administration allowed to happen to Carter Page. But um, but that's, that's opposition research. That's defending democracy. Right. Right. When, when Democrats use foreign uh, citizens such as Christopher Steele, a foreign intelligence official, to write fictitious stories about people in order for the United States government to use all of their power to spy on United States citizens. That's opposition research. When Donald Trump says, hey, things aren't going great over there in Ukraine, you might want to look into this. And by the way, why the hell does Hunter Biden involved in this at all? He's not a United States government official. And that's that's a quid pro quo. You can't do that. You can't do that. Which, by the way, Every piece of foreign aid ever is the definition of a quid pro quo. We will give you money in order for you to do this. You get money if you do this. Yeah. You have a you have a public corruption problem in is, Ukraine. It's not in America's interest to just give money away to a country for nothing. Like that's not how any of this works. You know what? You know what this all reminds me of is that famous line that that Obama shot shot back at Republicans when they were like, "Hey, you know, maybe you want to include us in some of this healthcare stuff. Maybe you want to have a collaborative process." And he looks at him and goes, "I won." 
elections have consequences. I won. I won. The election's, the election's over. That was his line. The election's over. The election's over. And Donald Trump should say, the election's over. You elected me. I'm going to con- conduct foreign policy. And by the way, we're squabbling over $250 million. That's not even what San Francisco spends on its homeless problem that continues to grow and will we'll probably won't touch on that later, but it's something we've already talked about. You know, but I think one of the, you know, I was commuting today, and one of the things that I was thinking about on my commute was, well, what got me thinking about it was someone called into a local talk show and said, I don't understand why Obama, if this was Obama, Obama would be getting destroyed for it. And now everyone's defending Trump. What are you talking about? The media took an eight-year vacation. Trump gets elected. All of a sudden, democracy dies in darkness. Also, he said that uh, to Putin, oh, things will be different once I'm elected, or whoever he said it to. Medvedev. But, yeah. And like... I'll have more... I'll, yeah, I'll have more flexibility after the election. Yeah. Donald Trump has never said anything that comes close to that. Well, right. They're just all upset because... Donald Trump is actually directing foreign policy, which is uh, what we elected him to do, instead of all of the bureaucrats yep. who think it's their job to do that. It's their job. They think it's their job. By the way, by the way, you know, I like that guy. You know, I will say the Ukrainian guy who stepped forward last week to uh, to uh, to testify and say, hey, you know, I heard something that wasn't wasn't on the up and up in the call. Like, at least he came forward. I, I can respect that. I have no respect for the whistleblower. Whistleblower has zero has sec, maybe secondhand knowledge, probably thirdhand knowledge. Number one, he's not a whistleblower. He's not a whistleblower. There's no whistle to be blown. He's just a Democratic operative. That's all he is. Yep. That's right. That's right. He's not a whistleblower. He's a Democratic operative. This is, you know, this is like, it, it's, it's, it's really something else. Um it's all driven by the media. Um, this is the whole thing is just so hypocritical. You look at how the media talks about Colonel Vinman, um, who who testified last week, who you know was a U- Ukrainian immigrant, and um, they said, "Well, you have to respect him because he's in uniform, just like the same respect that they show Michael Flynn." Um, which they obviously don't because he's not the right he's not the right kind of person in uniform. The only good people in uniform are the ones who don't like Donald Trump. Same with Tulsi Gabbard supports uh, Trump pulling uh, us out of Syria, and Hillary goes, "Well, you know, at the end of the day, Tulsi is an agent of Russia." There you go. There you go. It's respect, respect for respect for the people who served as long as they agree with us. It's uh, it's really nice, but that's where the media the media is just. It, yeah, last, last like, this has just been a running joke for a week. But last week on the show before Morning Joe, pre Morning Joe, yeah, it's called like Early Edition or something. Yeah, Morning Joe, Early Edition, where the hosts, it's you know, it's the Z, it's the Z team, <laughs> it's the Z team. Well, that's not true. That's not true. They're like the D team. The Z team is the morning shows on the weekend. That no one knows existed. Um, but they have, you know, one of these dopes from Axios on who compared the situation that we're in right now to World War One. 
We're World War. Yeah. This is World War One that we're living through. No joke. No joke. This is where they at. This is the kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. I see it. A tanker just went down the street. Oh, and there's bombers overhead. Yeah, it's that's just right. Just like World War One. That's right. People are, people are just getting slaughtered everywhere. Um, you know, I have to drive through the trenches to get to work. <laughs> Mustard gas is just lining the highway. It just, just sinks right into our cars. That's that's the mentality the media has. That's the lack of knowledge they have, the lack of historical understanding they have, the lack of perspective that they have. The only thing that they know the spectacle. is they are Democrats, and your job as a member of the mainstream media is to push the Democrat line. That is your job. Critical thinking is not allowed. And if you go after a Democrat... I can assure you, we will not have, you will not be able to meet our rigorous standards in order to publish your story. Oh, you'll probably just get fired. You'll probably just get fired. Well, you're just, you're definitely going to get fired. You're definitely going to get dressed down by the Democratic establishment. Remember, you know, the one thing about Trump scandals, Trump just says, hey, I need you to investigate this. You get $250 million. By the way. There's no proof that the investigation actually happened. Actually, we ha- we ha- we know that it, it it it's not going on, and we also know that the money was released to Ukraine. So nothing actually ended up happening. <laughs> this it was it was empty. It was a it, you know if you want to say that he was threatening Ukraine, it was an empty threat because he gave him the money anyways. Um, and didn't the money get there before he even made the phone call? Wasn't no, it like- I got there. I got there in like September or September. This was like the phone call took place in July. We got the whistleblower report in August. The money goes through in September. It's got to go through before the end of the fiscal year. And then, you know, nothing, nothing happened. Here's the thing about it. Nothing happened. You know, unlike Obama scandals where people actually died. Now, I want to end out. This is what happens when the media goes after a Democrat. Cheryl Ackeson, CBS News, formerly of CBS News, was the one that broke down the fast, was the one who broke the story on Fast and Furious. And this is actually on 60 Minutes because it is an incredible story that the United States government was handing, was allowing people to straw purchase guns, you know, evil AR-15s, high-powered, high-powered assault rifles that they would then watch them transport illegally over the border and hand over to the cartels to use. Now, what's the problem with this plan? Well, they had no way of tracking where these guns were going. These dangerous guns that we need to get out of the hands of law-abiding American citizens, we need to take these and hand them over to the Mexican drug cartels. So what happens? Well, a border agent gets shot and dies. A border agent by the name of Brian Terry. Now, ask your liberal friends when they talk about gun violence or when they talk about what's happening on the border or when they talk about how Obama's administration was remarkably scandal-free, ask them about the name Border Agent Brian Terry because I'll bet you they have no idea what the hell you're talking about. This was a man who died directly as a result of the Barack Obama administration's plan a fast and furious plan to hand guns over to the mexican drug cartels now democrats will say oh fast and furious that was just a continuation of a george w bush air program uh yes 
except for one key difference. The Bush administration tracked the firearms and apprehended the suspects when, there was time, when the time was right. The Obama administration, as it turned out through congressional, through congressional investigation, had no way of tracking these guns. So they were literally allowing people to run guns to the Mexican drug cartels, which were then turned on American citizens. So, and what happened when Congress said, hey, Eric Holder, Attorney General Eric Holder, um, did, did the president know this? Like, what conversations have you had about the president? What kind of communications have you had with the White House about this? Barack Obama said, I don't think so, executive privilege. You're not getting those records. Now, if Trump did that, that's what we would call obstruction of justice. But when Barack Obama does it, that's called executive privilege. Now, I know you're wondering, why am I talking about Fast and Furious and going through all this? Because Barack Obama's scandals actually ended the lives of people. Donald Trump's just make you feel a little uneasy. Like his Twitter feed. The reason people don't like him on Twitter is because he makes them, because they feel uneasy. Because he's honest. Because he doesn't take crap. He doesn't sit there and let people yell at him. He's not going to let people trample all over him and his family's reputation and the people who serve in his administration. He's going to fight back. And all the people that voted for him. They're so used to Republicans sitting, just, just grabbing their ankles that when a Republican fights back, it's obstruction of justice. He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's a bigot. He's, well, I'm sorry. Fighting back does not make you a racist, a sexist, a bigot, a homophobe, or a Nazi. Being a Republican makes you that. You know, remember when Bush was Hitler? Everyone's been Hitler. Oh, John McCain. John McCain, the greatest Republican that's ever lived in the eyes of the mainstream media. Until he ran for president. Was a racist, <laughs> was a, was racist Hitler in 2008. But, but, but this is the media. So what happened to Cheryl Atkinson? Well, the Obama administration gives her a call. Dresses her down, yells at her, yells at her, yells at her, calls her bosses at CBS, yells at her, yells at her, yells at her. CBS tells Cheryl, you can't go on conservative talk radio shows anymore to talk about this, or you're fired because we're getting pushback from the Obama administration. Now, who is in charge of the CBS News division at that time? Who? Would it be the brother of Ben Rhodes, who was Obama's national security advisor? Oh, it would be. Oh, it would be. Imagine that. A scandal involving the Obama administration gets shut down with one phone call. Well, two phone calls. One, executive privilege. Two, hey, David, this is Ben. You're not to run that story anymore on CBS. Oh, gotcha. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Sorry about that. Cheryl went rogue on us. I'll dress her down just like you dressed her down. So that's the media now. That's how, that's the, that's how the media thinks. We're going to protect Democrats at all costs, even if lives are dead. By the way, I wonder, that Mormon family that was murdered? Children murdered. Women raped and murdered. Burned alive. Seven-month-old burned alive. Burned alive in northern Mexico yesterday. I want to know if any of those weapons used by the drug cartels that executed nine American citizens, I want to know if any of those weapons can be traced back to Fast and Furious.
Wait, these are Americans murdered in Mexico? In Mexico. Were they on vacation or they live there now? It's a complicated story. They are a breakaway. They are part of a breakaway Mormon sect that may probably practice polygamy. They were on their way to something when they got caught in between crossfire of drug cartels. Drug cartels slaughtered the family. Burned them alive. Children burned alive. Women shot point blank range. I want to know if any of these weapons can be traced back to Fast and Furious. Do you think anyone in the media is going to ask that question tonight? No, they're not even going to cover the story. No, of course, they're not going to cover the story. But that's the media. The media will protect that because you're a Democrat. And you want to know what else the media protects? Hmm. Pedophiles who are Democrats. They love protecting pedophiles that are Democrats. Which takes us into really the story of the day that ABC gets to join NBC and CBS, the three main pillars of the mainstream media, have protected and hired pedophiles and rapists for years and years and years and have killed stories about these people because they're Democrats and they're friends. Enter Project Veritas. James O'Keefe gets a copy of, uh, of NBC, uh, of an uh, ABC, I'm sorry. NBC. We'll get to we'll get to NBC in a second. Mm-hmm. Of uh, uh, Amy, what, what's her name? Amy Roback. Yeah. Uh, of her talking about how three years ago she had the Epstein story. She had we had Clinton. We had everything. We had Vir, the Virginia Guffrey woman. That was this was the woman that she had interviewed. Woman had been in hiding for twelve years. Finally, they coax her out. She's got the goods. Goes to her bosses. Bosses go, hmm. Well, first of all, they go, no one cares. Who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one cares about Jeffrey Epstein. Well, Jeffrey Epstein's friends with Bill Clinton and Prince Andrew and all of these famous people. And we've, we've got we've got all this. Huge Democrat donor. Oh. This doesn't meet our standards. You can't do this. You can't run this story. Well, now we know ABC should have run the story. They spiked it. They spiked it. And you want to know who may have been involved in spiking the story? We don't. We, this can't be confirmed. But we do know that an anchor on Good Morning America happens to be very close personal friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Partied with him. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds huh, like that. Who's that? Maybe one of the founding members of the old bimbo eruption squad, George Stephanopoulos. You think Stephanopoulos? You think Stephanopoulos had a hand in quashing the story about his friend Jeffrey Epstein? Wait, can we talk about how MSNBC has a tweet that says the Kentucky Democrat won the governor's race, and right below it from Daily Wire is someone saying the Republican beat the Democrat. What? How can they both have won? I don't know. I don't <laughs> believe any of that. CNN will have something. Get off yeah. Twitter. Twitter's not good. It's a huge cover-up. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, eh, nothing's been called. Nothing. Oh nothing's my God, what been is called. he wearing? It's what's his face. Tim Kaine's Tim wearing Kane. a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> He's got a jean jacket over a nice 
blue press shirt. I don't like the blues are like conflicting with each other. It's got some weird patch on it. It's horrendous. Rhea, remember that time when Tim Kaine was a vice presidential candidate? <laughs> oh, my God. Can you believe that? Um, nothing's been called yet in Kentucky. Fake news. Twitter, fake news. And look, even fake CNN hasn't even called it yet. You would think they would have done that. Well, MSNBC is the one that's calling it. What? <laughs> You know, these are the remember, these are the same people that thought Hillary was going to win. But anyways, so ABC gets to join NBC and CBS in protecting slash uh, slash uh, spiking a story on uh, on a truly, truly, truly awful human being. Um, ABC's got a lot to answer for. They're saying all oh, these these interviews are going to run. We have a six part podcast coming out. Look for that in the new year. I'm sure it's going to be really hard hitting. Um, you know, now that Epstein's dead, they're going to go after him, but they're, they're going to fall just short of being able to make those connections about Prince Andrew and Bill Clinton. By the way, I liked her theory that ABC spiked the story because they didn't want Prince Andrew to prevent, uh, Harry and Kate print print. No, not William Harry, and William and Kate from coming on or something. Yes. Yes. The world's most famous welfare recipients, Prince William and Princess Kate. <laughs> um, from be- doing interviews on ABC, so 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 that was that. I just I just think it's because they all know that Epstein has ties to a lot of people. They just didn't want to deal with it, so they spiked the story. Same way that NBC spiked Ronan Farrow's story about Harvey Weinstein, which all turned out to be true and more. They protected him. You know, they. I mean, I know the t- the, the the comments that were going around today about ABC has no problem. You know running false allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. They have no problem, you know, standards and practices didn't catch that that videotape from Syria, which was actually just a couple of guys screwing around on a gun range in Kentucky. <laughs> you know, that's the rigorous standards and practices for ABC. But when it comes to taking down a pedophile, we need to protect that pedophile because that pedophile is well-connected. Um, but that's the media, you know, NB- NBC. We need to protect Harvey Weinstein by the way, Matt Lauer, your rape door button, that's installed. Have fun with that. Continue handing out sex toys to your underlings. Um, continue to take use your uh, position of power to take advantage of every woman in the office and force yourself on them and make them extremely uncomfortable. Hey, CBS, while you're at it, just remember Charlie Rose was like touching everything but the third rail for three decades. <laughs> great stuff great stuff so that's you know that's the the media they're pushing a fake narrative story and when they're not pushing a fake impeachment negative narrative they're protecting pedophiles this is all true it's that's not even hyperbole i'm not even i'm not even saying something crazy um you want to get into the fires though oh is it fire time you want to get into the fires let's 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 do fire time and then we'll we'll wrap it up because I've been going on forever. All right. So you may or may not have seen that once again, it's October. Okay, it's November, but they started in October. Once again, that's October, and there's a devastating fire in California. But wait, how is that possible? 
PG&E turned off the power so that no one has gas or food or anything, but there won't be fires. Oh, wait, there's still fires because a branch fell. A branch. A single tree branch fell on a power line, and that started a ginormous fire. Now, I'm going to take a guess and say that for sure that happened in Maine to us a few weeks ago because our power went out and a tree came down on a on a power line power line and yet there was no ginormous fire taking out the entire state huh that's weird so that shouldn't happen gee why did that happen why governor that, newsom why did that happen who called it an act of god first time he believed in god yeah. by the way well god only does bad things like take down one single branch that turns it into a ginormous fire so what is the real reason behind all the fires well the environmentalist wackos in California decided to put into effect tons of regulations that now prevent clear cutting of forests, prevent anyone from burning up dead trees and dead branches so that there isn't Kindle everywhere. They've 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 gone after PG&E. PG&E, well, one of the reasons is all these power lines are out there in the open. They haven't been able to bury the power lines. Well, it takes a lot of money. No, they're not allowed to. They're I'm not, pretty sure that's like well, an environmental regulation. They're not allowed to do that. Partially, they're not allowed to in some areas. And then also PG&E just doesn't have the money because PG&E gets sued for everything. And also, I found out there's a law in the books in California where you basically, you don't have to pay your electric bill. You don't, you, PG&E cannot legally turn off power to you if you can't pay. What is the possible incentive for anyone to pay their electric bill in California? I just don't want to put this at the feet of PG&E because I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is the environmental regulations. No. That's preventing any correct forest management. And they're now also like, they're all like, oh, it's climate change. No, mass, like fires have always happened. The difference is that they're supposed to burn up old stuff mm -hmm. but now all the old stuff is near power lines and people's houses not to mention the california legislature passed a bill saying hey you gotta clear you gotta clean this up this has to get cleaned up jerry brown gone veto not yeah. a chance so now the government's regulations are literally killing people like literally killing people and i'm pretty sure that the little bit of environmental CO2, whatever you're saving by not burning up and clear cutting and yada, 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 whatever you think you're doing is all going by the wayside with all the fire smoke that's going into the atmosphere. That's yep. ruining all that. So. Well, not not to mention, not to mention just it's it. And who it's, knows the long-term effects of everybody living there, inhaling smoke for days and days and days. Like, number one, the masks they have don't even really work. And two, what you're expected to just stay inside for weeks on end, like, the smoke's still going to seep into your house. Well, at least they're not vaping, right? <laughs> I, had, I, had to, I had to put that in there. Here's your free needles. By the way, everything's on fire and breathing in the air is just bad for you to begin with, but uh, please don't vape. It's 
Be careful crazy. breathing in the air when you're doing your heroin in the middle of the street. Please don't vape. So, anyway, and rant. That is my annoyance with California right now. Well, yeah, I mean, look, Katie, you know, you've got it. You've got to protect beetles. You got to protect, you know, every little possible insect that's out there. You can't clear any of this away. You just have to let it go unfettered until the entire state burns down. That's that's just how things have to operate. And it's not like, you know, Victor Davis Hanson has been so good about this. It's not like any of these politicians are even, even come close to, are, they're not even pretending to care. They're not even pretending to care. They're just like, well, none of this impacts me, so whatever. They already know. They've got 10 million illegal aliens living in the state, so that's 10 million extra people the Republicans have to, 10 million extra voters Republicans already have to overcome in order to get a seat. It's not going to happen anytime soon. It's Democrat controlled. That's the way it's going to stay. And the saddest like said, part is until everyone, the state burns to the ground. Everyone in the state is like, oh, the culprit is PG&E and climate change. No, 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 no. no. The culprit is Democrats and insane legislation. If the court, you if voted the, it in. If the culprit was climate change, would America? Wouldn't America have spontaneous forest fires bursting out <laughs> everywhere? Would we not just be spontaneously combusting? All of a sudden, we only have forest fires because the globe has warmed 0.7 degrees in the past hundred years. That's it. New Hampshire's not on fire. Maine's not on fire. Iowa's not on fire. Florida's not on fire. Even the deserts aren't on fire, and they're dry as bone. We're surrounded by trees where we live. We live in the forest. <laughs> We're not combusting. How could California only has this? It, it, it. All right. I think we've gotten our anger out about that. We've gotten our anger out about that. All right, wrap getting it our, up. We're getting with our anger out about everything. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Do, 2020, you, have, do you have anything to say about Beto? R.I.P. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Seriously. Um, I just think it gets back to what was the point of his campaign. I also love Joy, whatever her name is, on some stupid female talk show about how she's like, well, his mistake was. Yeah, he, telling yeah. people that they were going to take his guns. He should have just not said that and then done it when he won. Yeah, oh, Joy, so you think he should lie. Yeah, Joy oh. Behar being like, Beto's mistake was that he told, he the said truth. what he was going to do. It's like, well, that's in a way true. Also, just complete arrogance on his part was really his downfall. And same with Kamala Harris. You know, you're seeing with Kamala Harris and you saw it with Beto is that they had massive early fundraising or at some point got a bump and got huge fundraising and thought, this gravy train is never going to end. And it's the same thing that befell Scott Walker. And it's the same thing that befell Rick Perry. And it's the same thing that, that takes out all of these major names in. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't think Beto is a major name. Well, yeah, Beto was a major name because he came in with the biggest, with the second biggest email. Well, the third biggest email list. Biden had a big one. Bernie had a big one. And Beto, because Beto was the, the cause list? celeb. Yeah, but she never had a she. She but her list is from twenty twelve. That was the last time she had to do anything. Beto's list was fresh. Mm. Um, Kamala Harris. 
shutting up shop in New Hampshire. Going to focus on Iowa for some reason. <laughs> it's like, what is the game plan? You are not going to win Iowa, so you come in fifth, and then what? Right. What's yeah. the game plan? Like? I don't. I don't under. I don't understand the thought process either. It's not going to go well for her. Um, you know, she's going to be one of the next big names to drop. Uh, I think. Um, we got Mayor Pete, who's getting his second bounce. Um, she's he's saying it's it's me versus uh, Harris or not Harris Warren. Um, which I don't think is totally incorrect, but. I don't know. I still, I think Warren is still the front runner here. Um, the media is finally starting to try to give up on national using national polls as a barometer. John John Heilman this morning was like, I think we should just on Morning Joe of all places was like, we shouldn't be talking about head to head national polls a year out from an election. These mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> and everyone gave him the and dark stare like, because the, shut up they're like no 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 sir these aren't this isn't real this is to shape public opinion yeah these have idiot. never been real this these are a, our tools yeah this is this is about making the public hate donald trump this has nothing to do with with we what's want to correct information convince about. them he has no chance so they just don't go and vote that's the point yep um is there anything else? I'm waiting for our local elections. We're waiting for to our local through. elections. And, you know, the polls closed two and a half hours ago and still nothing. So what's up with that? You know, I can't wait to vigorously campaign against who we found out our state rep is. Who's just a moon bat's moon bat. <laughs> uh, You've got to be a really stupid politician in New Hampshire to advocate for a state income tax. Our rep is stupid enough to advocate for one. She really wants to stick it to anyone making over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. I also that's good for economic growth. That's good for economic growth. We want to punish anyone making over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. What are you nuts? They better not pass that, or I'm out. It's one of the main reasons we're here. No taxes. That's a, they used to do that during the Bush. We wanted to go over anyone. We have to go after anyone making over a family is making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. People are calling in. They're like, "I'm a police officer. My wife's a teacher. We pull in that." You're gonna go after police officers and teachers, and Democrats are like, "Whoops, <laughs> my bad." <laughs> Wait, Concord already has their stuff in. Why are we so behind? <gasps> they didn't pass the sports book. No sports book in Concord. No sports Shame. book in Concord. Well, hopefully it passed in Dover. I'm sure it didn't. Dover, nothing. God. Our two ballot initiatives were Keno and and and. To, uh, to be better. honest, the only reason I went to vote today was so I could vote for a sports book in Dover. I couldn't give two shits about the other candidates. <laughs> like I voted for mayor, and that was like it. Because I'm like, I don't even know who these dopes are. A position that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Um, Trump tweet of the day? You got one? I don't have one. I leave Trump tweet of the day to you. All right, all right. Hold on. All right. Took me a little bit to find one because he is flooded with get out the vote tweets, as he should be as the head of the Republican Party on election night. 
Um, but I found a short one that I found gave me a little chuckle. Stock market hits record high. Spend your money well, exclamation point. Save your money well. It says spend. Put it into assets. Yes, buy real estate. <laughs> buy stocks. All right. That hey, that's that's it. That's it for me. We've got we've got a couple more. Well, well, thank- we're gonna we're gonna get Max the hook. He he's just gonna keep going. Well, I'm just saying. Thankfully, as we as we look ahead, we've got a couple more weeks of really good campaigning, and then it's Christmas season, and that shuts down during Christmas. And then once January first comes along, it's gonna be full blown. So I would say we've probably got two more weeks of this nonsense that we have to listen to. We're going to get like a five-week break. And then in January, we have the Democratic primary coming up, the Democratic primaries, and we're going to have full impeachment. So that's what we're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks. But until then, crack on.